0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Let's Talk Football podcast, well I should say welcome back because we've had two episodes for the first season and it's been absolutely glorious.
1: It's been fantastic hasn't it mate, we had a great first first podcast where we talked about Liverpool's success, we talked about iconic football moments last week and this week I'm proud to say that we're talking about the um, Newcastle financial takeover and what we believe the future holds for Newcastle United. And I'm looking forward to that as well.
0: Yeah, of course. And uh, it's obviously Newcastle fans are probably they're probably you know probably loving it at the minute. They're probably like they're probably gonna be throwing a party when the uh, like.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I was a Newcastle fan, I probably would have bit me own right foot off by now. But yeah. yeah, they do deserve a bit of success after all the um, stuff they've had to put up with with um, Mike Ashley. They've had some t- terrible ownership. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So let's dig right into this, shall we? Let's go. Rub my hands together. But personally, I think this is great takeover for Newcastle because Mike Ashley has been—he hasn't been a very good owner, but he has left. He's leaving the club in a financial state which is not bad. But it's not bad. It's not a bad financial state. It's quite decent. It's just the fact that he's not putting putting money into the club. So the money that is like you know, coming into the club is like money the club is generating.
1: Yeah, um exactly. He's not putting money into the club, he doesn't or he didn't truly care about Newcastle, he just saw it as a vehicle to make his own profits. Mm-hmm. He he used Newcastle as a way to promote Sports Direct. Uh, he he just he disrespected the history of the club, and that's like, I I just don't I don't agree with that. I think, um, I think it's good though. He's he's left Newcastle now, and I do think I've got a soft spot for Newcastle. I think most people do. I have. So I'm 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 glad to see that they've they've got. New owners, but one thing I'm I'm a bit worried about is um who the new owner actually is.
0: Yeah, uh, Mohammed bin Salman. I uh, think he's a Saudi Arabian king, is it? Or
1: he's, I think he's some kind he's some kind of um Middle Eastern royalty. I'm sure he's some kind of Saudi prince. or yeah, it, it's something like that. Yeah.
0: But the one thing about the Saudis, they are minted.
1: At least, yeah. The rich um, Saudi Arabians like we've seen, we've seen with um, Manchester City, mm-hmm. the, we've um, we've seen rich Middle Eastern companies and um, billionaires take over um, clubs like with with Man City. Like look what look at where Man City were prior to their takeover and look where they are now. Newcastle's owner has even more money than, than Man City's
0: yeah that is absolutely mental and to think to think newcastle could go to could go from you know uh struggling to survive every season to possibly europa league or champions league football
1: it's absolutely crazy yeah i i agree there's like as i say i don't mean to like put a negative on everything, and I'm glad Newcastle are getting took over, but I'm just worried about what this means for the future of um of football, for the future of transfers, because more and more money is going to be paid to buy players with, with more money coming in, and more and more wages are going to get paid to players. But then that means then, they're going to have to generate even more money from fans, and that's going to increase ticket prices, it's going to increase share prices. And it's just going to put more and more money into a game that's probably already been, you know, I don't want to say ruined, but it's been tarnished by having way too much money in the game.
0: Like football in Germany, if you look at it, like ticket prices, they are they are very very cheap, and that gives the opportunity for ultras. And you know how I feel about ultras. They are They are the best fans
1: in the world by far. We need. We need more of them. Yeah. We need more of them in England. We we were talking about this um, earlier. We had a brief conversation about it, but I, I do think that um, English football does need more ultras, as long as it doesn't lead to um, violence. But like, doesn't... It, it doesn't. It doesn't in Germany. What English clubs uh, do have ultras? Um, I don't really think. Very many, I think the closest is probably Millwall, but they can get like they're like the violin kind. Oh, god, you've got, I mean, you've got obviously, you've got clubs with like very loyal fan bases. You've got fans that'll go, um, they'll go, go and sing in places outside of the stadium, they'll gather around. But can you quite call that? I don't know if that's. That really means that ultras per se, I don't think. Um, in England, you've really got any proper ultras,
0: yeah. Obviously, like this weekend, there's been no ultras at all because uh, in Germany, in Germany, you can't like go to the stadium and you know, be an ultra, it's like because uh, it's behind closed doors because of the virus, and that's like,
1: yeah, um. Which is that's, that's the right thing. If you so obviously it's not ideal, but if that's the, that's the only way that we can get footy. that's the only way we can get footy. Um, I, I think it's absolutely great that the Bundesliga has come back. I'm glad to see they've um, they've introduced certain measures to stop um the spread of the virus. You've got um, people on the sidelines wearing face masks. You've still got some forms of social distancing. There you've got. Players getting tested twice a week, so it's it's very um, you know it's, it's obviously it's very well thought out and hopefully as as the virus hopefully eases down in other countries we'll get to see football um, you know with the leagues come back hopefully we'll get to see La Liga, Serie, maybe even the Premier League come back this season if we're lucky. Premier
0: League, I think if you look at it, I think if it does come back. I mean, personally, I I do think some games in the Premier League are really good, but then on the other hand, you watch other games and you think, "Wow, I, I could I could be doing so much more today than
1: watching this." Because it's, yeah, I agree. Under- like there's there's some games I'll watch. Like if I I feel like watching footy and there's like say there's a half twelve kickoff between like Aston Villa and Burnley, yeah. I might turn around and go, "I'll, I'll watch this," especially if like. You know, because Burnley I have a few Irish players. I like to, over the weekends, I always like to keep my eye on the Ireland players, see how they're getting That That's, like, what I I do when Liverpool are on I try and follow the Irish players and, um through just so I can see what they're getting up to. But then, I'll watch the game and I'll think, Christ above, I wish I would have just played FIFA for a few hours instead of watching this.
0: Yeah, because, like, if you look at teams in the Premier League, they'll just sit behind the ball and park the bus. Like after after they've scored their, mm. their second goal. But the bus- Even
1: even Newcastle are guilty of it nowadays, to be honest. Yeah. While we're on the topic of Newcastle like they they usually well they used to play quite attacking football, but I think now as the, as the quality of the team's reduced, as Rafa Benitez says has left. Um the quality of the excitement of football's gone down because they need to grind out results more more now.
0: Yeah and In the Bundesliga, I swear, every team in that league attacks. Like, every team's going forward in the Bundesliga.
1: Yeah. um, Seeing, like, this weekend, it really sold me on the Bundesliga, I think, even when all the leagues... If all the leagues come back, or when you do, inevitably, once the virus goes, I think um, I'm going to be a regular Bundesliga watcher, because it's it's very exciting. Like, I'll watch the odd game, but, but now... It's probably gonna be at a point where I'm gonna watch it more. Like obviously, I'll watch certain games. I'll watch, um, you know, like the big games, like Bayern versus Dortmund. You know, because that that's usually um, a title race deciding game. But now I'm gonna be a lot more willing to watch the Bundesliga because it's a very exciting league. Yeah.
0: Mohammed bin Salman, he's very controversial in his own country. But I do think uh, you could say Newcastle are striking a deal with another devil.
1: Yeah, they're putting um...
0: club, if they're putting their club in like a conversation that is very, very controversial.
1: It is very controversial, and I think. Rightfully so to an extent, but if other clubs are doing it, I don't see. Like if if my club were in the New, um, Newcastle's position, and I'd seen I'd seen the likes of Man City, go and get an advantage by getting dodgy owners, and I've seen Chelsea, get an advantage by getting rich owners. I'd be I'd be thinking to myself, if they're allowed to do it, and no one's done anything about it while well, my club's doing doing rubbish, then I might as well just. Um, Get these new owners. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain, am I?
0: No. If you get new owners, like other teams, they'll be like, "Oh, they're cheating, they're cheating." But like,
1: you can. Which I I think it is cheating to an extent.
0: To an extent, yeah, but it's cheating, right? But if you're a fan of a club which is going like is winning like the league title every year, like True, like Chujor True he said in his podcast, you'd
1: soak it in. You'd take it in exactly. If I if I was a Newcastle fan, I wouldn't be complaining. But I, what I do think we'll see now, interestingly enough, is I can see this happening. A once passionate crowd that that we see regularly with you know fifty thousand plus local jodies mostly. I think now as as the money comes in, Newcastle will get good. Like I'm talking really really good. I think. And then you'll have foreign flat fans and then that will tarnish the name of, of Newcastle. And as Newcastle becomes successful, there'll be more and more glory hunters. I think both, both you know, up and down the country. What, uh, no, I mean, in and out of the country, I should say. Like, I think I think we'll see, you know, a lot of Londoners support Newcastle. I think we'll end up seeing a lot of um, foreign Newcastle fans that will just come out of the woodwork now.
0: But that happens with most most clubs.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's going to be a very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, Newcastle have an international fan base because I think that's what is going to happen within the next ten years. They'll have a, an international fan base similar to what Man City has. But that might work in their favour because they might get more revenue
0: into the club. Yeah, they yeah.
1: Have- that's that's what I mean. That will work
0: in their favour, but. Like Newcastle, I also think like the what managers like should actually, you
1: know, be in charge. Um, not Steve Bruce is the short answer, it but also- the lo- the long answer is um, I think An- not Ancelotti, sorry, Pochettino is a shout. He's n- he's not got a job at the minute. I can see Rafa Benitez possibly coming back. Um. I'll you, There's a few options out there for them that I I, I I could see them possibly getting.
0: I do. I'll tell you what. Who I think might become the manager uh, that I do think is a shout and very underrated manager. Yeah. He's, he's in the championship uh, with Leeds, uh, Marcelo Bielsa. So say if the like, Marcelo Bielsa. Say he wants to go to a club where he can, where he can build a team for the long term, where he can like potentially win medals, win FA cups, win like you know win titles. I think Marcel Biel- Bielsa uh, uh New Newcastle, is the answer.
1: Perhaps, but I think I think Newcastle will be trying to go for someone with more experience um, in the top flights. I think like we've seen Pochettino. He's he's done obviously he's had a bad se- um early season, which is why they they chucked them out and they got Mourinho in. But I think Pochettino, he's he's made it to Champions League finals before. Rafa Benitez, um we all know he's a he's a footballing genius. Like look what he done with Liverpool in the past. He won us the Champions League, helped pull off one of the greatest probably the greatest comeback in football history. So cool. And then he done he's done a decent job at Chelsea in the past, so I I think I think Rafa Benitez will be the first choice as he's been there in the past, and I think the second choice will be Pochettino. You know,
0: so do you know Marcel Bielsa's CV? Go on. He's a very good manager. He he is one of the most intelligent managers like in the world. He he can definitely win trophies.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow the AFL as much as much as you. So I don't know loads about them. I've I've heard good things about um, about lad but uh-huh. I do think they'll still try and go for for experience. I think they're going to build the Newcastle team in general around experience in the uh-huh. in the future. I think what they'll do is they'll target players that are getting a bit old, and they'll be after one big final payday before they retire yeah
0: speaking of that do you wanna go through where, what newcastle players
1: will stay and leave I'll get up um i'm gonna get up now the Newcastle team and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about um i'm gonna talk about who I think's actually got a future at, at the club so I'm just gonna i'll'll i'm gonna read out the players right martin dubravka the goalkeeper yeah. I think he'll I think um I think he's gonna stay.
0: Yeah, he's he's he might stay. But but uh if Newcastle want, they could
1: get forty million if they sell him. Yeah, um I don't think Newcastle will be looking to sell though, and I think I think yeah. what they'll be doing is they'll be trying to build an all round good starting team. And I think the Bravkas, um, he's a, he's an alright keeper and I think he'll he'll do Newcastle for the next few years. Yeah. Um, but Caden Clark, Island international, someone I, I I have a massive love for. Do you, what do you reckon? I reckon he's gone. He probably is, isn't he? If I'm being honest, especially if, if they look to go and buy buy a centre back. But I think Fabian Shah's is gonna stay. Um,
0: oh, I will stay definitely, definitely.
1: I think um, Jamal Lascelles as well at centre back. He's got he's gonna stay. Andy Caddle's gonna be shipped out.
0: Yeah, basically, they're just going to get rid of all the wood. That is basically the whole squad. The whole squad is
1: dead wood. Yeah, it's oh. full of de- it's full of <coughs> dead wood. So it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a um, you know a transition to try and turn that around. <coughs> no, I think did. he's going to stay though. I'm not. I think you'll he might you'll think you'll spend a lot of his time on the bench, but I think he'll stay. Um, and that that um, Lord Voldemort himself, John Joe Shelby, former Liverpool oh. player. Yeah.
0: John Joe Shelby, yeah, he'll definitely stay because, of, you know, I think at the level, he's actually a decent player in the Premier League, in my opinion. A lot of people won't agree with that, but
1: I, I genuinely think he's a decent player in this league. He flopped at, he flopped at Liverpool, but he's a Premier League quality player. Yeah. Um, Joe Linton. Well, um, we all know he's, he's big. Let's be honest, Joe Linton's got about as much shooting ability as a dead turtle.
0: I do think he'll stay. I think I think he'll stay, but he'll be on the bench as a backup
1: striker. Um i i go as far as to agree with that to be honest. I think it'll be between Joe Linton and Andy Carroll. I think they'll want to keep Joe Linton. Yeah. But if they can't if they if they can't find anyone to buy Andy Carroll, um then they'll probably look at keeping him and then shipping off Joe Linton.
0: Yeah,
1: fair enough. Alan St. Maximum. I think oh, he's, he's gonna stay. stay. he's staying definitely.
0: Yeah. I mean I mean he's getting a big payday, you can buy a new Gucci headband.
1: <laughs> no, I like Saint Maximum, I think he's a good think he's a good lad, he's fast, um he's he's everything I look for in a player and I, I think in a team that's full of crap at Newcastle he is one of the he's one of the, like shining lights there. And I think if you put a better team around that kind of player, he will be better for it. And you know yeah. who else I think is going to stay, okay. Matt Ritchie. I think oh, Matt. on the bench likely, but a, a, he's a, he's a quality player. He'll
0: be left back. I think he'll be a permanent left back. You know because Matt Ritchie is very underrated.
1: Uh, I Can think he play very... left back? Yeah, I know. I know he's a he's a wide midfielder, but I think
0: I think he's
1: a very good player. I agree. Um You know they've got they've got that Jetro um, Williams on loan um from Frankfurt. You know, he's he's the left back at the minute. I could see them possibly trying to buy him.
0: It's funny that uh Newcastle and uh, Newcastle and Frankfurt are doing uh doing uh you know loan deals and that.
1: Mm-hmm. You um, know- yeah. You know you know I think it's gonna go with the left back position though. I know he's only on loan from Tottenham, but Danny Rose, they're not gonna try and buy Danny Rose, he's like let, let's be honest, He's, he's a defensive liability, he's, he's proven at the 2018 World Cup that he's not good enough for England, he's not good enough for Spurs, and I don't even think um, with, with the money coming in, now he's going to be good enough for Newcastle, so I think he's going to have to find a new club, because like, he's been overtaken at England by Well and Luke Shaw. What if he
0: definitely will end up in the Championship?
1: Championship or relegation battling team. To be honest, I mean, he's twenty nine years of age now, and um, I know he's been he's been at Tottenham since two thousand and seven. It is obvious oh, yes, he's he's had he's had a few spells out on loan to places like Peterborough, Watford, Bristol City, Sunderland. Now he's on loan at Newcastle, but I think I think he is going to get him shifted along. He'll, he'll go from his loan. He'll go back to Tottenham. And then we'll we'll ship him out and take him elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, who else is in the team? Um, DeAndre Yedlin, the American right back.
0: I'm telling you now, he is literally one of the worst players I've ever seen play the game. The only thing he has going for him is pace.
1: Yeah, he's he's decent on FIFA, but I think yeah. um he won't be starting for Newcastle next year. He'll probably get get sold. I
0: mean. I mean, every time he like tries to get hold of the ball, he always trips over for some reason.
1: Like, what are you doing? I know he's awful, isn't he? but not he? my, Miguel, um, Miguel Almirón, I think that's pronounced. He's the he's an attacking midfielder. The yeah, he's
0: staying.
1: Probably they've only just signed him last year, so you you Especially... know um, another player, Christian Atto. Yeah, I think he'll stay. Probably. Um, yeah. Don't see why not. Whether he start, or not, a whole other question. No, well, actually, How long have you been at Newcastle now? It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, since
0: 2017. Oh, God.
1: I thought he was there since, like, 2014. The thing thing is, though, right, you've got to think about it like this. He's a winger. Right? He's made 74 appearances and he's only scored three goals.
0: Oh, God. So like,
1: and that that's include, that's in um, in the leagues alone. And keep in mind that he spent one of those seasons in the Championship as well, although it was on loan. Um, actually, no. Um, in his Premier League run, he's had seventy four appearances with three goals, and in the Championship, he had thirty two appearances with five goals.
0: Yeah.
1: So. Obviously, he's, he's more of an assist there, but I just think those stats don't don't look very good for him and that's why I think he's a bench player for for Newcastle and I, I just don't think he's he's quality enough to be starting if Newcastle want to um, you know, spend going forward. But here's an interesting one. Sean and Matty Longstaff, the brothers. They are... Um, Special. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. One's twenty two years old and one's twenty years old and I think I think they're gonna be sticking around. Two very young Is players it, who we've seen flashes of greatness from this season.
0: Is it two starts Martin Longstaff has had in the Premier League, both against Manchester United?
1: He's had seven apps with two goals and I think they were both against Man United. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, he's he's gonna be a very good player. I mean I do think he I do think, you know, Next year they'll probably start trying to rebuild Newcastle, but I do think he's gonna be he might be like a starting player.
1: Yeah, I think I think they'll target a lot of players in midfield. I can see, I can see Sean, his brother Sean, starting over him, and I think Matty will be on the on the bench. That's that's my opinion anyway. But I think um, they've both definitely got a future at Newcastle. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't long ago that they were. willing to Man United the pair of them but yeah,
0: all Newcastle can just like
1: throw 500 million
0: at killing Mbappe and,
1: and uh... I don't I don't think um, I don't think Mbappe would would want to go somewhere where he doesn't get Champions League football at such a, a young age I don't think he will go just for the money alone I think sure. maybe maybe in a few years time he, he might go but I, I just don't I don't see him not a chance he goes Um and I think that goes for a lot of players that um. At big clubs that aren't aging, I think a lot of them will be smart and think. Even if Newcastle be offered a bit more money, I'd rather stay here and play Champions League football. Yeah, fair
0: enough. In you've think-
1: got to think about it like that. It's not all about the money; it's about what's best for your career as well. Yeah,
0: obviously, in the- in the long the- Obviously,
1: Mbappe
0: he's got pre-contract signed with Bolton.
1: He'll be next season. I'm, I'm looking forward to. it. Kilian Mbappe going to Bolton. I'm sure he's very looking forward to that. But um, it is um it's like a big topic. Who do you think Newcastle will shine sign? That's is... that's what we've got to get onto next. I think I think I've got a few ideas for who they can buy a midfielder. I've got an idea for who they can get a right back as well. I think they'll have to die on on a winger as well. And probably so, possibly a striker.
0: Can I get started now?
1: Yeah.
0: My signings. Uh of course. I do think they'll sign uh, you know that Pavard from Bayern Munich? Who? Pavard from Bayern Munich. Oh
1: yeah, he scored um he scored for Bayern on the weekend.
0: I do think they'll go in for him.
1: Obviously. He's um Is he is he a riper? Yeah.
0: You're so yeah, you're right. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but hey, I, uh, so at right back, I am going to go with a player that not many uh, people... No, sentiment, not right back. Just, I do A lot of players uh, don't... Not a lot of people have really, you know, took notice of him. And... Uh, I'm going to go with Rafinha from uh, Barcelona. or oh, was that Barcelona?
1: Yeah, the, um, isn't he isn't he um, in South America now?
0: Yeah, I do think they'll go in for um, uh, I do think they'll go in for a new centre back, which is gonna be it's uh, going through my notes at the minute. Uh, that um, I do think they'll go in for a kanji.
1: Yeah, the Dortmund sent it off.
0: Yeah, and uh, I do think they'll go in for a new striker. Which, literally, they need the new striker. If they don't get a new striker, well, uh, then rest in peace then. Oh yeah, uh, I do think they'll go in for uh, you know that Munir um, from um, Sevilla. You probably don't.
1: No, um, well, been, you know, I've heard him, but I don't, I don't know much about him. I don't know his, like what kind of player he is. Yeah,
0: he's a striker. He's on the wings too, so I do think he'd be a shelfer. You know, and I do think the manager are going to bring in as Maurizio Pochettino.
1: Mm, I'm, I'm personally on the Rafa Benitez side. That's what I I'd, I'd go for if I were Newcastle. I'd, I'd get that back. Okay. Which signings are you?
0: Right.
1: This is this is a bit of a weird one, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But. Right. And he's past his prime. He's thirty-seven years old. I know. I know. Mental. Danny Alves. Right. You're probably you're probably going to yourself now. What are you thinking? You probably think, but but let me explain. Danny Alves has said himself in the past, he's even admitted it, he doesn't have passion for football, he's only in it for money, he's one of the only players who will directly admit that. He doesn't care who he plays for or where he plays. So if Newcastle come in now and say, look, we need the right back, we'll give you all this money if you you come for a year or two, he's going to take it. And he still does have, obviously he's not what he once was, but he still does have some quality. Like, his legs are gone. But he can still play right back. He can, he can still go. So if he can bring him in for the last year or two of his career, that'll be all right for Newcastle. And Danny Alves <laughs> will be happy to, you know, go to, come to, come to um, England, get himself, like, a massive contract, and then he can ride off into the sunset, the tyre, and, and he'll be happy with that. So I think it will be beneficial for both parties.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But I think like, if you think about it, uh, Daniel Alves, will he even be able to cope in that league, the Premier League? It's one of the uh, you know the most physical leagues in the world. Can he
1: cope with that pressure? I think, I think he'll be average, but I still think he'll be better than Yevlin. Fair enough. That that's what I think. Although if his legs are completely gone. So
0: who I
1: mean, he, he's got written down Max? Who do I I reckon, yeah. Um for midfielder. Eh? I, I was just I was just thinking this, same eh, the other day. You'll probably think I'm mad again. But Luka Modric. Oh my god, you're having a No, laugh. no, right, Listen to me, yeah. The thing is with Modric, he's thirty four years old he's been at Real Madrid for a while. You know, he's a Real Madrid legend, and the amount of trophies he's won—you've got—he's—he's he's won the Liga. He's—he's he's won four Champions Leagues. He's won a Copa del Rey. He's won everything he can win in Spanish football, in club football. So, so like, he's at the point now where if he can make a. Because Real Madrid they're looking to get rid of him because he's too old. So if he can go to Newcastle and make money there, why wouldn't he um, go there for the final payday? Like I know he's been linked with Inter Milan because it will probably suit him better because as you know as he as he gets older, um, it'll slow down. Naturally, he'll slow down. So and you know, said he has a slower league than the Premier League and the think- La Liga. But I think I think, I think um, at this point. He won't be trying to save his career. He'll he'll be going for the money because he's at this point he's won everything there is to, to you know to win in club football. He's got four Champions Leagues for God's sake. Um, um, the only cool. thing he's really not won is, is the World Cup. Um, but obviously that's out of his control. It doesn't matter what club he's playing for, whether he'll win that or not. And I, I don't think no, I don't think he'll ever get to win the World Cup because Croatia. He, had an, he, had, he got to the final last year and he's got himself a silver medal, which is probably yeah. still better than he probably would have expected as a There's Croatian.
0: You're making me cry. Here. <laughs> Are you sure? Eh? I don't want to nah, hear No, I'll that. stop talking I... about
1: Croatia in 2018. Iman Yeah, my head. That hurts so much, man. That is like a dagger to
0: the heart.
1: I'm sorry. Love you daily. I'm not sorry, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> um, major competition. Right. So we'll be in
0: a, in a major competition next year. You won't. You won't. We will be
1: there. Yeah, I think I think we'll qualify. I think we'll qualify. I've got faith in the boys in green. Boom. Genie Wine Right. I think. What is- not this year? Not this year. But next year. Next year. Right. He's 29 now. In a year's time, he will be 30 years old. he will be 30 years old. He's played at Newcastle before, um, as we know, he done well there. He got eleven goals in thirty-eight games when he was, you know, because he used him as more of an attacking player than he is at Liverpool. He plays on the wing sometimes, and so he he can do that. So I think if he can go back to his old club, and um, once once he's done at Liverpool, and once he starts the decline just that tiny bit, he'll go. To Newcastle, back um, you know back to his old club, and I think he'll he'll do well there, and I think that'll be a good signing for uh, Newcastle once his contracts done Oh yeah, fair enough. Like I
0: do think uh, that'd be a decent signing for Newcastle. So
1: yeah, I don't think it'll happen this year, but next year, that's what I think.
0: so January
1: next year. Not as in the summer next-, next summer. Oh, Once week. his contract's um, done, his contract goes, um I think it's June 2021 or something like that.
0: I mean,
1: there might not even be a summer transfer window next year because everything's messed up. Right. So, for Shaker, um, hang on, I've got one more one more um, potential sign for Newcastle. Um, Gareth Bale. I think...
0: Gareth Bale can't play Shaker. No, you play they'll right play? put him on
1: the wing though. He can play Shaker, but he's better on the wing. But with, with Bale, no. I still think they'll try and sign him and put him on on the on the wing. He's got, you know, he's he's played for Tottenham, he's played for Real Madrid, but he's he, obviously like he's, he's Zidane doesn't like him. Um, he's only the, he's only at Real Madrid for for the money at this point because they're not willing to play him. Um, because Bale and Zidane don't get on. But if Bale can take take a big money off from Newcastle and he can play in the Premier League again, you know, he's still got, he's still fast. it will slow down, but he's still got pace. I think, mm-hmm. I think Bale will go to Newcastle, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And a good sign, I think, laughing because, also because the. Uh... Bale, yeah, he can't play striker, but they can put saint in at striker,
1: because St-Maximin can play striker. Yeah, Bale can play striker, he's just like, he's a much better winger, by far. Yeah. I, um
0: I, Personally, if they do sign him, I think they'll play Bale on the right and saint in up, up front.
1: Yeah, and um, who would they put on the left again? Probably like... Almeyra. Yeah, or maybe like, yeah. Or maybe like Matt, Ritch- Matt Ritchie, Matt if uh, Matt Ritchie isn't at left back. They've got. I don't think. Um, I think they'll next year they'll come like something like seventh or eighth. That's my opinion. Thanks, where Where do you think they'll no. finish?
0: They'll no finish ninth.
1: No. Right, fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot out now though. Majorly um, unpopular opinion. majorly unpopular opinion is that in five years time Newcastle United will be Premier League champions. <sighs> At least once.
0: They'll win it once. I just don't think they'll like they'll be as dominant as
1: Manchester City will be. Maybe not as, as dominant, but they'll win it a few times and they'll they'll constantly be in the run. They'll constantly be a top four team. Yeah. Um I think I could see them being a bit like a bit like what Chelsea are. Um they'll challenge sometimes. Sometimes they won't. But I think I think um at the end of the movie they are gonna win a few Premier League titles. Yeah. I think I think um. the plan is for them, bring in some old talented some talented players who are past the best but still good enough to go in the Premier League to um you know, carry them carry them up and then they can just upgrade those players. You can go to players then with money, but you're not only offering them money, you're saying you can come and play European football and that will shock more and more well, big names then. Or they can uh,
0: uh, go on uh, what, uh, I forgot what the name was uh, or they could just go on a random website that uh, you know you
1: can search up FIFA Wonder Kids and just uh, sign every Wonder Kid they can. <laughs> oh man. If, if that would've worked, I think um I'd be a Liverpool manager and I'd be having David and Gog and El Shawabi up front. Yeah. Oh uh, that that's a good shout, um, good shelter, isn't it? David and Gog's in Newcastle, I'm calling it.
0: Uh,
1: no, you won't even play, you'll be in the reserves. Reserve <laughs> what you want about me? David and Gog. Right. He's better than Messi and than... Ronaldo put together. Worse than Gary Medine. <laughs> that's harsh. That that's not that's not true. David Ngog is playing in the Premier League. The um, you know it's the Hungarian Premier League, but that's beside my point. <laughs> yeah, and the I'm not, no, Medina's it's not even Hungary anymore. It. He's in Lithuania.
0: I forgot I've, I've that. I don't know, but uh, Gary Medine's playing in the FL.
1: Yeah, um, I you know honestly, I could see David and Gog coming back to the uh, BA, EFL one day. I think I think he's still got it in him to go in in like in a mid-table team in the Championship. Mid-table team
0: in
1: the Championship, mid-table team in League One. Maybe relegation battling or promotion battling in League One. Promotion battling, you're on me now, nah. you've been on the rocket. On the bucket, well, edge. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, whatever you say.
1: <laughs> nah, but um, I obviously, as much as I'd love to tell everyone that and Ngoc's the greatest man to ever touch a football, he's my favourite, but I, I still think he could go in the Championship, mate.
0: Did, did I genuinely you... believe he could,
1: maybe not a top championship team but I think he could go for a mid-table championship team especially if he had a half-decent service around him because like that was his problem to an extent of, obviously he had injuries at, at Bolton and Swansea oh. but you need, really, he,
0: it he, didn't have,
1: you? he didn't have enough service around him I don't think and like we did. I yeah, think we did. What, what really you know bothers me like as a Liverpool fan is what could have been with David and Gog, I think Fernando Torres got injured, yeah, and we just we threw David yeah. and Gog up top, and he had his score games. He scored cool. against Man United. He scored, you know, ninety six minute against Man United. He scored against Arsenal. He scored. He scored against the PSV in, in his first ever Champions League goal. So I think. I think. Uh, but at the end of the day, what it was was when Torres was injured, we threw and Gog up front. And when he wouldn't be able to fill the shoes of a world-class player like Fernando Torres, he'd lose a bit of confidence in himself. And then over time, he'd he'd lose that confidence. And then, in the end, even when he probably did deserve a chance to prove um, what he could have been, he he was thrown out of Bolton. In my opinion, we shouldn't have signed Andy Carroll in in 2011, and we should have just um, kept David Ngog. I genuinely think twenty eleven David Ngog is better than the Andy Huddle we bought.
0: So, so you are telling me, Edoger Johnson or Adam Johnson, whatever you say it, Edoger Johnson and Mark Davies, two two of the most gifted players in the championship at the time, weren't good enough for for David and Gog. You make me laugh. No,
1: no. The thing is, was Gog? He was young. He was, like, at Bolton, he was very young. He was, like, 23. It's just, like, he just, I think he needed to learn from top-class players, and we should have just kept on to him. I think I think we kind of, it was partially Liverpool's fault that his career got ruined, when I think we should have just had faith in him and kept, you know, held on to him. And I think if we would have done that, he would still be a Premier League shaker to so this day at a, at a lower tier club. So I just don't think we nurtured the talent Right, Obviously, when he came to Liverpool, everyone was saying, he's going to be the next Thierry hardy He's, he's the next Thierry Harnley. He's, he's going to be fucking Dio Messi. Which obviously wasn't true. He was never going to be. It really hurts me to say this, but he was never going to be world class. But, I think if you would have nurtured that sort of talent right he would have been good enough to sit on a top-six bench or good enough to um, play for a mid-table team in the Premier League. In in his prime, before he was at at Divock and sort of level and he'd done a similar job, he'd come off the bench and he'd score. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. So, before we, uh, yeah, I agree. But before we end this episode off, I want to go through some of the Bundesliga games. Obviously. Gonna do this every week. Yeah, I think I think, I I think, think we should, should as well. You know, so we go through the Bundesliga games and we look what games are. We... Not what games are. We... What
1: games? Like, we... um, well, games we had the um, the one we watched. The first game we watched was um, obviously Dortmund versus Schalke.
0: No shock, uh, Schalke lost four uh,
1: 0 Yeah, I, I remember you. um You were saying, and I thought it was going to be as well, I thought it was going to be a very even, exciting game, but it just, it didn't live up to what we expected. Um, Dortmund completely shut out Schalke. Schalke just didn't come prepared. They were sloppy, whereas Dortmund had clearly kept their mind on the game, even through the lockdown. That hadn't been, you know, done at Schalke. I'm not sure whether it's poor coaching and management, or if it's just a case of, Dortmund were that well prepared that he, he knew what to do.
0: Obviously, a uh, big, a uh, big Haaland getting a getting a uh, getting a goal. Raphael Guerrero getting a goal. Thorgan Hazard. Guerrero got a two,
1: didn't
0: he? Uh, yeah, Guerrero got um... uh, two. In my opinion, people will say Guerrero, He he was one of the match. I think Thorgan Hazard was one of the match for how well he played. He played absolutely. Mm. Yeah, amazing. true. Um,
1: obviously it was a very good effort from Dortmund all around. Ra- um, all around. The other very good attack. It is between Guerrero and Hazard for man of the match for me. I'm leaning towards yeah. Guerrero, but I think he, there's an argument for either of them. Um, I can just imagine. I can just uh, imagine, like you
0: know. Aiden Hazard uh, and Thorgan Hazard on the same team. Uh, Thorgan Hazard doesn't pass the ball to uh, Aiden. Uh, Aiden doesn't
1: score and he's like, what, didn't you pass it to I'm me? I'm not sure if this is fact or not, but haven't they played with each other to Belgium? Because they're both, they're both Belgian oh, yeah, and they're well, both brothers. I'm not sure if they've started together, but they've definitely been in the same squad. Um, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The next game, the next game
0: after that, it was
1: Hoffenheim versus Hertha Berlin. Hertha Hertha Berlin uh, mocked the floor. Yeah, um, we it was three 0 to Hertha. As, as I say, I don't know. I not know much about that game as I didn't watch it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll be honest. I, I just kind of didn't watch that game. I'm not sure if Drew Heath was playing the Liverpool lads. I was on loan. There, I'm not sure if he played or not. But I'm
0: not. The goals
1: were scored by Akpog Uma, what a name, honestly what a name, Uh, Abisevic, I don't even know how you say these names. I've I've got got them up now, I'll have a go. Akpog Uma, Ibisevic and Kunha, they've got weird names, those Germans, but they're not even German, half of them, I'm sure that's like a Serbian, African (laughs) name, I'm not. Two of them sound African and one sound Serbian. I
0: swear, in Berlin, just like, I swear, they just go out in the transfer window and say, so, nah, no, nah, don't, don't sign him. We've got to sign players that no one can pronounce yeah. their
1: names. We've got to sign See, that's what, that, that was the reason There's they no- got Gruhich from us on loan. It, his name's Probably. spelled Grudger, but it's pronounced Gruhich. Augsburg versus Wolfsburg. Oldsburg. Wolfsburg 1 2 1, a game we didn't watch it because it was on at the same time as Dortmund Schalke. And
0: Augsburg uh, had no chance of winning this, in my opinion, because. Uh, yeah, they, they, they,
1: they, they, they yeah, did. Yeah, definitely. Fight. Trimblev, like, there was a 91st minute winner from Wolfsburg to actually um, win it. Like, Wolfsburg dominated possession, as we can see the 60 40 stats in possession. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean. At uh, Augsburg, like take Florian Nedelecina out of that team, and f- they're going down, in my opinion. Florian Nedelecina carries that team. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, Dusseldorf versus Paderborn, uh, that was nil nil. Um, they both they both bottom end teams in the league. It was even on possession. Um, even on shots on target. Um, se- seems like it would have been a very boring I, game. Hope had a Yeah Fair enough I know they've got a connection With um, oh. With Bolton this is um, You know after Dortmund Schelker ended I tuned into the Leipzig Freyberg game And there was madness With VAR mm-hmm. at the end Because ev- Everyone was expecting Leipzig to sweep the floor With them But it was 1-1 In the dying minutes Freyberg scored a last minute winner, and then I get you know they think they've won two one, and then I gets ruled out by VAR. Very controversial, oh, wow. indeed it was because it was a very, very um, I think I believe it was an offside call, very tight offside call. Because I just remember Shalke um, Dortmund ended, and I just turned the turned the channel over to the Leipzig game because I wanted to see um, you know in the last minute I wanted to see how Werner was getting on because you know he's obviously linked with Liverpool. So,
0: yeah, you know, RB Leipzig they have a uh, a top class young manager, very young manager. Uh, Julian Nagelsmann,
1: yeah, I'm gonna have to rely on you for information from the Bundesliga. You know, um, a lot more about the Bundesliga than I do, right? So, we started
0: off at Schauke, did well there, and now he's doing well at RB Leipzig. Now, Julian Nagelsmann, he, in my opinion. He could go go into the Premier League, like with, say Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. He goes to Newcastle, and he could build a winning team. And he's a very young manager, so he will be going for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Like he's like Eddie Howe. He's like the Eddie Howe. Yeah, that, that kind of make,
1: makes sense. Um, Eddie Howe. I know it's a bit off topic, but I can see Eddie Howe possibly going to a bigger club someday. And yeah, I think Bournemouth I think, will be screwed secondary. when that happens and they'll just go canadian back down and they'll end up in League 1. Not League 1. I, I do think
0: they'll,
1: they'll be in the just I just, I just for think, quite a while. Yeah, for a while, but I think eventually, in the next 10 years, they'll be in League 1. They're just too small of a club with too small of a stadium to be in the Premier League for me. And it's only because of um, a combination of momentum and a very good manager is why they're in the Premier League, in my opinion. So, what's, um, what's Frank next? Frankfurt versus uh, Gladbach. I mean, they have no
0: chance. Well, yeah, Mönchengladbach.
1: No chance. We, I watched this one. Mönchengladbach dominated. I know Frankfurt got a goal later on, but it was too late at that point. Gladbach won 3-1. I mean, nobody can stop. But if, if, if Anderson Player and Marcus Toran are on form,
0: then nobody can stop them. No, um... And they scored a
1: penalty. Yeah. Um it was a very like they scored a pen early on. It was a very well taken pen, I remember thinking the keeper gets the right way, but it was too good of a, a shot to be saved.
0: And Trek they just they need a bit of ambition, man, because like you see like you see, like some of their best players on the bench like, when they brung some of them players on, it made such a difference to their team. But the thing is, they have their yeah, so Yeah, I think fast. it's
1: down to the fact that they've sold um, so many of the top players, because they were in the Europa League last season. Not only were they in it, but they were challenging for the Europa League, and now the 13th out of 18th in the Bundesliga. They're basically in a relegation battle. They
0: shouldn't They shouldn't be in a relegation battle. They should be so, challenging same with for the Europa
1: League. But the, re- the reason with Frankfurt is that they sold they had a great attack. Um, you know, they had Sebastian yeah. Haller, they sold him to West Ham. Um, they had, um, I don't think they should have sold Haller to West Ham. I think they, they could have said to him, if you stay at Frankfurt, you'll have Europa League football and that should have been enough to keep him. But instead, you let him go off to West Ham. I can understand Jovic going to Real Madrid when Real Madrid come knocking. There's nothing you can really do to stop that kind yes. of move. But for Haller, they should have made more of an effort to keep hold of him, I think. And the fact that they didn't do that and they didn't attempt to replace him. is the reason why they are where they are now.
0: Yeah, and I think they, they, they like, I'm Frankfurt from Werder Bremen. If Werder Bremen go down this season, that is dangerous. They shouldn't, they have been, I'm going to search it on, I'm going to search up how long Werder Bremen have been.
1: Yeah, uh, it wasn't very there. long ago that they were in um, the Champions League either. Well Werder Bremen I, I genuinely think they are one of my favourite teams. Yeah, I've got I've got a bit of a, a soft spot for them. I was I wanted them to do well. Obviously um, we have see we seen Verde Bremen play last night. They got absolutely demolished by Levy Hughes and it put in a master class. Uh well I think nineteen oh
0: nine, Verde Bremen. I've been in the Bundesliga league.
1: since before the First World War. Yeah,
0: that is a
1: long time and I genuinely think it will be well, absolute, absolute madness if, if they go that like even Liverpool I've only really been in the in the Premier League since the 50s. Just to put that into context, like God. we were we were a championship team until Bill Shankly came along. Obviously, that was a very long time ago now, but no, that that was
0: wrong. That was wrong. They've played in the stadium they have now for for that
1: one. Anyway, um, well, well, you look at that. I'm just going to talk about Cologne versus Mainz for a second, if that's all right with you. Um, you know, I was watching that game, and Cologne put in a great performance first half. Um, you know, they were dominating. The game, they were one nil at half time, um. But then for, um, you know, Mains came out fighting the second half. There was clearly some kind of team talk because they came out and they were inspired, obviously. But then when you conceded the second goal, it looked like it was over for them. Cologne two, Mains nil. But then eventually, a cool. one guy, um, a Liverpool player I was on loan at Maine's came in and he made the two one. When he, when he made the 2-1, he got his first ever Bundesliga goal. Very happy for the lad. I hope um, after a few more years worth of loans, I think he'll come back and he'll be a good bench player for Liverpool. Um, and then yeah. Mainz went on. They got a second goal from Koundé. And they, honestly, they looked, it was a very exciting game. Both teams deserved to win. Um, I feel like Maines probably played the best. Out of every, um, of both the teams, but they s- still both deserved results. Also, I think Maines deserved to win. Just the well, not the, not deserved, but they needed to win that bit more because Maines are in a bit of a relegation battle. Whereas Cologne, a safe Cologne, don't look like the challenging for um, Europa League. Uh, and you don't like the the challenging for the Champions League, but they're not really in danger of going down either.
0: I think Cologne, uh, you know, they've got their mascot is a GOAT and that that is why I love their football team, Cologne, that they have a, a GOAT, I think, Hennis, Hennis the GOAT. That is legendary.
1: Um, obviously, I I, I like Mainz because they've got one of our players on loan there and um, it that was where Jürgen Klopp, um, that was Jürgen Klopp's club. He supported that club um, from youth. He played for them and he, he managed them as well.
0: Yeah, but also uh, it means they shouldn't be in the relegation. They shouldn't even be in the
1: relegation Yeah, zone. they're not in the relegation they in the zone, but they're, like, they're just above it. I think they need to be bumping themselves up yeah. a bit. But, another interesting okay. game was Union-Berlin versus Bayern. What I was surprised about was how bad Bayern looked in the first 40 minutes of that game until they got that penalty and Lewandowski scored it. They looked it almost looked like Union Berlin with a better team out there. I know Bayern dominated yeah, possession, but they weren't doing they weren't doing anything with it. They were losing the ball. They they were you know, they were crumbling. So with tax, it was just a case of Union Berlin didn't take the chances. probably I think if Union Berlin had better finishing and took the chances, it would have been a much better result for them, but obviously that that's not what happened and Bayern eventually won a penalty and then Pavard won it for them in the 80th minute. And that happened on that happened on Sunday. Probably yeah. oh, like that like well like Bayern, uh, it, it, they just like
0: come back, so you can't build give them that much stick.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, but the, at the same time, Union Berlin, they've just come back as well. So I think I think it's a case of when you're such a big club and you're Especially when you're in a title battle, you need to be even over the lockdown, and you've got to be trying to keep as much sharpness as you can. Like I know it's not easy, but you can you can give that excuse to all the other teams as well that they've had time off. Like it didn't affect Dortmund. I noticed that it, did, it didn't affect yeah. Dortmund, and, and I think in the first you know forty minutes of the game, Union Berlin looked like the better side. Like if you if I if you would have show me that game. And I knew nothing about football. I didn't know who anyone on Bayern's team was. I probably would have said that it was a, an evenly matched game. They could have gone e- either way until um, they scored that penalty. They calmed down a bit and then everything was going in the favour.
0: Yeah, fair
1: enough. Um, we've covered team. everything there. Um, I know I've I've just talked about um of Brain and um, We can go into detail a bit more on that if you want.
0: 4-1 yeah, it was, uh, yeah, was as, as I said one. just
1: then, Kai Havertz, absolute masterclass. I want Liverpool to but... buy Kai Havertz if we can. Obviously, I prefer, like, Bayern gonna... is the number one target, but... I think Bayern Munich will
0: get Yeah,
1: Bayern like to buy from the competition, don't they? Like, they don't to Dortmund, but I can see them doing it to, for, ta- like, to leave Hughes and now as well.
0: I'll tell i tell you who what uh, By- I think Bayern Munich are doing. Do you yep. know Hansi Flick? Going to finish the season, even if the Champions League restarts, going to finish Champions League with him too, because I genuinely think uh, Bayern Munich they're outsiders for the Champions League. They're, like, yeah, I think horse.
1: I think what I will say though is Lewandowski right now is is the best striker in the world. It's hot. I think Ellen Holland The thing is, like yeah, there's, there's a shout, but I think Lewandowski's been doing it consistently. For for um for years now. Whereas Helen's young, this is his first major season. And he's only spent half of it in a top league as well. He spent the other half of it in um in Austria. Maybe in a few years time we can be talking about Helen, but I think Lewandowski's been more consistent.
0: In a few years' time, few, I think Messi will, no, no. Messi will retire soon.
1: which is a, I think Messi and Ronaldo are both uh, going to be retiring in a few years' time, which is very sad. But I do think
0: Messi and Ronaldo will want to play at the same time. together
1: imagine,
0: I, I, yeah. think, I. think Like what you do. Yeah. On like it sounds the like program. what you
1: what you do with um, Like only legends remember when you pick um, Barcelona or and you try and buy. Messi so you could have Messi and Ronaldo on the same team. Or you a few party trying by Ronaldo remember, so you can have them both on the same team.
0: I remember uh I think it was on FIFA 19, uh there was this thing, right? What do you know what you could do? You could get Ronaldo in on loan. Like I think it was like the the second season, you could get him on loan. And like I
1: was just like, what? oh yes. I've got I've got them on loan, like the Juventus are selling one of their first team players to you on yeah, loan. Doesn't make any much sense. That reminds me of the FIFA thirteen um glitch where you could just like you could put get someone on loan with a, a to buy fee. Um like you can say, I'm gonna loan them out for the season, I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them thirty million at the end of the season to um buy this player. But then you could just, at the end, you could just not buy the player and just, I've got a free loan out of it. And then what you could even do then was get, get them on another loan and say, with the exact same conditions, so you can just keep loaning a player out um, to your club over and over and over again. And it was just a very easy system to abuse. Yeah. Yep. It, it does remind
0: me of that, to be fair.
1: That's that's what I mean. That's covered? everything, yeah. Under-
0: yes. So, yeah, so, uh, on that note, I will be uh ending the podcast, here, lads, and we will be back at you next week, uh, with the uh, international football. We will be back we have a new podcast next week. Yeah, Inter- in the Arsenal polls, football. international
1: football and Newcastle takeover, To you do. So in the end, we decided between ourselves, we'll do the Newcastle takeover this week and we'll do international um, football next week. But the week after yeah. that, there's going to be, um, there'll be polls also, you can decide what you want to see then.
0: Yeah. And on that note, lads, I will, we will... Thank you all
1: for watching. Stay, stay safe. And um, I love you all.